0: welcome to the worldwide golf shops insider podcast episode 363 greetings everyone tom brussell here so glad that you joined us today because it is going to be a good one our special guest is fresh off an amazing victory at the President's Cup for the United States. He joins us, courtesy of our friends at Titleist Golf, Mr. Cameron Young. Cam, thanks so much for joining us. I know that sounds good to you, doesn't it, President's Club champion?
1: Yeah, it definitely does sound good. Thank you guys for uh, having man, well,
0: Hey, we want to talk to you about that and uh, and so much more. but first our listeners tell us they love to hear to take it way back in time you know get in the time machine go way back and we all fell in love with this game somehow somebody was special that put a club in our hands and taught us how to play take us back and tell us how you got started in golf
1: well i definitely started very young for me um my dad's been a long time head pro at sleepy hollow country club in new york so i uh I had a club in my hand about as early as you could. I think probably when I was, you know, three, three years old and, um, yeah, my parents have been in the golf business for a long time and both love golf. And, um, you know, I was given a, a ton of opportunity to play. I, I went, you know, to, to where my dad worked and got to hit balls and, and play. And, um, I learned pretty much everything I know from him. So I've, uh, I've been at it quite a while. <laughs>
0: did you play other sports too, or, you know, other sports with a ball, you know, your football, baseball, soccer, basketball, or did you just go right to golf?
1: No, I did play other sports. I played uh, mostly baseball and a bit of ice hockey and baseball about through eighth grade um, before I kind of shifted my focus toward golf. Um, So I did play other team sports and um, I, I really loved ice hockey, but probably you know, by that freshman year of high school, we were going to Florida a little bit in the winter to try to, you know, keep a golf club in my hands and it just wasn't really possible to keep playing. So, um, I, I, I miss ice hockey, but I, there was a point I kind of had to, had to let it go.
0: Yeah. A little less contact in this sport, but also you had yeah. an incredible opportunity. I mean, you talk about a great golf uh, education and that's at Wake Forest. Share with us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, um, obviously, uh, a storied place in the world of golf, um, given Arnold Palmer's connection and all the great players that have come out of there. But yeah, I mean, I was given a great opportunity to play there by, by coach Jerry Haas from another, uh, great golf family. And I, my time there, I had, you know, I had, we had a very good team and I did not, you know, I, I wasn't our, I was not anywhere near our best player for a very long time. We had a lot of good competition and just learning from learning from coach Haas and learning from the other guys on the team, I think is a great experience. And it's, you know, one of the, I think one of the good things about college golf is just day in, day out, getting to see what some other good players do. And um, there's always to be learned, especially from a a coach as good as Jerry. You know, he's, he's a wizard around the greens and has a, has a very high golf IQ. So to, to listen to him and and watch him, you know, there's, there's a lot to be learned there. Yeah. So I, it's, I had a great experience there. I, I really loved Wake.
0: You know, earlier this year, we we had a nice talk with Kevin Kistner at Georgia, and we talked about all the players on tour from Georgia. But uh, I think the the guys from Wake could give them a nice Ryder Cup or President's Cup-type match <laughs> when you look at the alumni that has come from Wake Forest as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've been around Bill Haas a little bit. He's a great guy. I've gotten to spend a little time with him. And then this past year, I spent a lot of time with Webb Simpson he was very nice to me early on, you know, inviting me to play some practice rounds and it kind of turned into playing with him about every week that, that we were both on the road. So uh, it's been a lot of fun for me to kind of get to know him, who's someone who's had, you know, an enormous amount of success on the PGA tour and just to kind of have that, that Wake Forest connection to him has, has been a real, real blessing just to kind of have an end to get some, to spend some time with him and, and watch him operate you know, on the golf course and practice rounds. And so it's it's been great, you know, getting out there and and having someone like him to kind of learn from and, and just lean on a little bit in my first year.
0: Yeah, not only learning how to score, but learning how to compete and win and learning how to compete and win in majors, which is something that you've done a, incredible year doing, and we're going to talk about that. But let's talk about how you got to the tour. I mean, just it seems like just a few years ago, but it was maybe when you were a toddler. You could come right out of college golf and go straight to the tour, but you kind of got to do it a better way, another way now, with Corn Ferry. And I don't know if you could fast-track it any faster than you did. Share with us about your memories of Corn Ferry and how, how that created opportunities for you on the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I had a pretty – I feel like my, my first year really – at it was kind of rough in a sense. Uh, I turned pro in the fall of 2019. I, I stayed amateur to try to make a Walker Cup team and didn't and um, missed first stage of Q school for Corn Ferry and then uh, missed Latin America Q school I think in January, and then got my Canada status in March, but that's when CoVID started, so they canceled that whole season. So I really didn't have anywhere to play. and I through that through that summer I, I played a bunch of Corn Ferry Mondays. And as we all know, you have to shoot about 60 to get into any of those. So I didn't for a long time, and I think it was my fifth in a row. Uh, I finally made into Omaha and strung together some really good finishes to get myself, you know, that special temporary status. But I think it's it's overlooked how unbelievably fortunate that was because with that year being the kind of the double season. I, I got into some events that I wouldn't have necessarily if it had been a normal year. So, I mean, any other year I would have, you know, finished 11th in my first start and the top 25 that I had would have only been good enough to get me into the, the first event of the next year when that got me enough points to get into the first playoff event and then the next one and then the next one. So it, it was incredibly fortunate to, to get in when I did just because, You know, stringing together a bunch of top 25s is is very difficult and, and I might not have had it not been the next three weeks in a row. You know, that's how I got there. It's obviously some, some good golf, but some even better timing and some very good fortune. And then, yeah, I mean, Corn Ferry, I, I just remember it took a while. The first, the first few events where I played well, it was kind of a blur. I just, I kind of just kept getting the ball in the hole and it kept adding up to something pretty good. And then after that, took a while to kind of get my head around the fact that I was allowed to be out there and and I was, you know, in the field each week. And um so that, that adjustment definitely took a little while. You know, I didn't have much success until until a couple wins, um, right in a row. You know, that went from basically trying to keep my corn ferry card to locking up a PGA tour card in a span of two weeks. So that was a um you know obviously a fun time and and that's the beauty of the Corn Ferry Tours a good performance and a win can, you know, take you from you know middle of the pack points wise to getting a PGA tour card, and that's what I did, and uh, here we are.
0: Yeah, what I'm hearing from you, Cam, is at Wake you had some some opportunities to uh, learn a lot in one way from, like you said, from Webb and Will and some of the other folks, and then you get on Corn Ferry and you're and you're learning how to compete. On the PGA Tour, really before it was time, and then next thing you know, you're there. And this year in the majors, uh, at least in the PGA, and then if another Cam hadn't shot one shot better at the Open Championship, we might be talking about something else. What from this past year yeah. outside of Presidents Cup? What's your biggest takeaway for for your game?
1: I think I think very early on, it's it's kind of easy to look around, you know, see how good everybody is because you know I feel like my first. Two events anyway i was just on the range watching the people's golf swings i think over the course of the year you kind of just learn that you know you've, you've gotten yourself there you're there for for a reason you know i was fortunate to have a good few chances to win and um, i didn't but i don't feel like i feel like i gave myself the opportunities and, and i didn't necessarily lose any of those tournaments i just got beat a lot but I think just constantly proving to myself that I can play well enough to be in contention. And, you know, one of those times, if you're around it enough, eventually you'll win something. And I, I kind of said that at, I think at the PGA championship, I said something to the effect of, you know, if, if I keep putting myself in this position, one of these times I'll shoot, you know, 31 on the back nine on Sunday and it'll be good enough. I think at the open, I shot 31 and Cam Smith shot 30. So yeah, didn't quite go to plan. But it wasn't that. not for lack of trying.
0: No, not at all. We talked about the team concept at Wake, but the Presidents' Cup and making that team and you guys bringing the trophy back or the cup back. Share with us about that because it's got to be just incredible.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. You know, all, all the all the guys there, U.S. and international. It's a it's a very accomplished group. I think initially it's it's a little bit difficult, I think, just given that it's my first year to really put myself in that category. Because, um, I mean, a lot of those guys are guys that I've watched on TV and have favored it on my phone on the PGA Tour app. So it's kind of funny just to, like, all of a sudden, you know, you're thrown in, like, a Team USA group chat with those guys. And, like, you're all in the same hotel and eating the same breakfasts. And even after a full year um, playing on the PJ Tour, it's it's still... It's just a little bit funny to to think of myself in that same category. And even though I was on the team, I, I think it's still a group of guys that are far more accomplished than me as far as, you know, I think all of them are PGA Tour winners, if not multiple PGA Tour winners or multiple time major champions. So it's it's really cool. And, um, you know, I, I had an awesome week getting to spend some time with those guys away from the golf course. But it's it's still, I still pinch myself a little bit. It's still still pretty fresh. It's just an interesting interesting feeling to to be in that group kind of in such a short period of time.
0: Yeah, like you said, you get a you get a group chat text from everybody on the team. And not only the team teammates, you've got Davis as your captain, you've got the vice captains. Oh, there's a there's a lot of hardware stocked in those trophy cases.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good group of legends, especially Captain C. Um, mean, Davis Love is is a great guy, and, and those other guys, Freddie and Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson and Webb, you know, they're they're all giants in the game of golf. So just to spend a little time around them and getting to fix Steve Stricker's brain around the greens a little bit, and Webb Webb lives right at Quail Hollow, and on Sunday he went out and he literally caddied for me wow. on Sunday afternoon, oh. clubs getting me yard. Um, so that was. I've gotten to know him a little bit, but no matter no matter how much time I spent playing with him, that was a pretty unique experience. Cam, you're you're brought
0: to us today from our friends and your friends at Titleist Golf. You've got a great relationship with Titleist. Share with us a little bit about that relationship and, and the equipment because uh, they're second to none.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. I've I've uh, I've had a long relationship with them. They've supported me for really the entirety of my career. they they were big supporters of my father at Sleepy Hollow. And probably by the time I was in early high school, they were, you know, kind enough to, to give me some equipment. I, I'd been, I think, stealing my dad's for a while and they kind of found out. And eventually it kind of snowballed into them, you know, personally supporting me. And, um, yeah, like you said, they, they really are the best. Not, not only I think equipment wise, um, I've played 14 those clubs for a very long time. I think there's a good reason for that, but just the, I mean, the, the people that they have on their team that we get to work with, especially, you know, Corn Ferry and PGA tour, the guys in the truck, they're such a good group of people and they're so, so good at their jobs. It's really frightening sometimes, but yeah, they, they've been so supportive of me and, and I'm really thankful for that because having, you know, those resources and the ability to tinker with things and, and learn from, learn from those guys as well. Just, you know, what they've seen with, similar players, and they've been around, you know, PGA Tour guys for a long time. So some of the things that you bring up that you think might be new or something, they've seen it all, and they're, they're so helpful just kind of dialing us in and, and getting us, you know, the equipment that's going to suit our games the best and, and make us the best we can be.
0: Well, speaking of that equipment, Cam, they just came out with the TSR driver, and uh, well, I don't know how they keep making them better. We did a podcast with their tech guys, and it seems like every two years they come out with better and better – you put it into play, obviously right away. Talk about that club in particular, if you can.
1: Yeah, I feel like over this past year that the driver has really been, you know, kind of my weapon of choice. I've I've used it pretty well. You know, when they first came out with them, I kind of I was hesitant to switch just because I had been driving it so well, and I ended up switching immediately. Just I, I think it is just somehow better. They explain it to me every few years how it's better, and I, I don't really get it, but they seem to be better every time. But I think I think one of the things they do so well is making a driver that to me is in a concrete way better I definitely saw you know a little bit less spin on my really good shots which for me is is a better better thing it's something that I that I need but what they're so good at I think is just kind of packaging it in a way that it feels familiar but better I mean it's to me they look very similar The sound and feel is not quite the same but very close and in a lot of ways, better than the old one. So I think just that's such a a huge thing that we look for, just consistency through time and throughout the bag, that that extra little confidence that it does feel familiar makes the switch so easy. Just the the numbers are better, but it comes down to really trusting it. And just the fact that it, it felt familiar in some ways, I think, made it really easy for me.
0: A minute ago, you mentioned there are guys in the trucks and the guys that work with you all the time. And the importance of getting this club dialed in, I think it was, what, 10, 12 years ago. I mean, literally, drivers are now adjustable. They started back then with a wrench. You can adjust your your loft, you just you know, yeah. draw by. So all that. Uh, talk about that importance and for our listeners, because we stress it all the time, Cam, about the importance of just taking the time and being fit for the equipment to make sure, because you might have the right club in your hand, but it might not be tweaked just right for you. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, it is. I mean, it is so important. And it's some of the differences are so small, but they make a big difference for you. I mean, one of the things that that we talk about a lot is they probably could build some things a little differently that that in theory would would optimize what you do. But it's all about how you react to those changes. And if you, you know, if you take some loft off the driver, which we thought about doing, you know, you might kind of start leaning back and swinging up at it more to, to compensate. So what they're so good at is just making the little tweaks that you react well to. And I think it's, you can tell so immediately, just if you, if you see or feel something a little off, you're going to change your golf swing to, to try to compensate for it. And I think that's what they've, what they've helped me with so much over the course of the past year or two is just making something that, that fits what I do properly. And, and it's just, it's such a an important part of it because, you know, you, you practice certain things and you move the golf club a certain way and to have something that really works for that unique way that you move can make just a huge difference in in the confidence and, you know, ease of use that changes just how you feel on the golf course, the quality of shots you hit it, it really bleeds into a lot of things. So that's something they've been, they've been so great with and something that's made a big difference for me over the last couple of years.
0: Spoken like a true Titleist ambassador, Cameron Young. Hey, Cameron, before before I let you go, where can we find you next year? Obviously, uh, this great year you had this year might tweak a few things in your calendar, certainly all the majors, but uh, what's your schedule going to look like? Not without going into minutia, but just where will we see you this year? Where can we look for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it will revolve around the majors. Um, there's a few, few events that I really liked outside of that. I love Tory Pines. I love Riviera, Bay Hill. I, I haven't necessarily sat down and set a schedule yet, but, um, Zozo and CJ. And then, um, once the new year starts, I think that, that tournament of champions where there we get in from making it to East Lake, Um, so I'll be there. And then after that, you know, those, those couple, Tory Pines, Riviera, and then probably my, my home event here at Honda, Bay Hill, the players. So I'll, I'll play a good bit of golf that first, you know, eight weeks of the year. Well,
0: that's awesome, and we can't uh, can't thank you enough for your time. We know you're busy, but uh, again, our friends at Titleist and your friends at Titleist brought you here today. Thanks so much, Cam. Uh, great catching up with you, and we'll keep pulling for you down the road. And hopefully, we'll have a, another fantastic year this year.
1: Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate you having me. Thank you.
0: How about that, Cameron Young, joining us? Courtesy of Titleist Golf, what a year that young man had. A third at the PGA, second at the Open Championship, and then again, helping bring home the President's Cup with our team up in Charlotte at Quail Hollow. Some great stuff there, certainly how he's learned from uh, some of his teammates and mentors along the way and then also how much the fitting aspect from the guys in the truck at Titleist mean to him and how much Titleist golf means to him. The new TSR driver, not only did he put it in play, he put it in play immediately. Well, special thanks to Titleist and to Cameron Young for joining us and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at Worldwide Golf Shops. Com. So long, everyone.